Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. I'm Owen Crane. Today is Tuesday. It's the 29th of October, 2019. Great to have you along. Be sure to check out abriefchat.com to become a subscribing member, to join the newsletter, to get in touch. Anything you want to do is possible there. Owen is back for part two of a conversation about food and family and love. And yesterday we kind of set the stage by talking about your family and how you were raised in a tradition where food was very central and was an expression of love. Right. I wanted to open today just by saying our current schedule is kind of weird because we both work until the evening. You work from the day to the evening and I start in the afternoon and work into the evening. So we often don't get home till... 8.30, sometimes even 9 o'clock. And at that time, when I walk in the door, I i mean, I'm done. Like, I just, I don't want to do anything. I just kind of want to veg. You, however, will often offer to cook. And originally, when you would do that, even when we had different work schedules, but you were still coming home after a long day and offering to cook, I felt very guilty Because it felt to me like a very antiquated kind of relationship where one person in the relationship makes all the food no matter what else they're doing during the, you know, the rest of the day and the other person just waits till it's ready and eats. That's a little more 1950s than our relationship is, but it's (laughs) because I, I mean, I do cook and I I help and I clean up and I do a lot of the housework and stuff, but it, it is still true that we come home both of us after a long day you much longer than me uh, you know in a in a retail job and you still want to cook and just the other day you said something to me uh, certainly i had i had realized already that there wasn't a, re- a reason to feel guilty but the other day you said something that made me turn that thinking around even more which is you said cooking when we come home and cook at night it kind of gives me energy and and makes me feel like myself again after a day of retail yeah which i thought was really powerful and i just kind of wanted to ask you to to talk about that a little yeah so it definitely it kind of ties into another thing that i think i told you recently too where when i when i would just go to work and work and go home and then you know, we either do our own things or, you know, we get takeout and we watch TV and then like go to sleep. I don't have always that time to actually express who I am, not like retail Owen, who is super chipper and like really friendly and is a Disney princess to everyone. And like Sharon's going to throw this thing back in my face and I just have to take it. And it gives me a chance to have a creative pursuit Do something that's not just like verbally communicating with you or, you know, physically communicating with you for like cuddling on the couch. But but it's another way for me to communicate with you and to show my love for you um, or anybody else who we're having over for dinner. And it's a very it's almost meditative for me at times because it puts me in a completely different headspace when I'm cooking and I'm I'm like always looking at the entire timeline for everything, which would usually stress me out, but I'm very, I feel very zen about it. Like, I just know like, okay, this is going to take like 15 minutes and this thing is going to take like 20 minutes. I'm just going to use the one timer and like, maybe I'll put a little extra garlic in this and like, it, it just, it's like painting. It's like painting, but with more potatoes. You don't know how I paint. <laughs> There is potato painting, yeah, did too. You know, I did that in school, definitely, where you yeah. cut the potato in half and you dip it in the paint. And you Actually, yeah, that was really fun. Obviously, because I've been cooking since I was like six, that comes with that sort of, that timing and that 
zenness about it comes with that which is the that for me that's the hardest part of cooking because i haven't been cooking forever yeah <laughs> like figuring out how do i make all these things come out at the same when do i start this to get this and how do i when do i start this and the i have to do two things in the oven but they're supposed to be at two different temperatures how do i make that happen like that stuff to me is like magic i, I just <laughs> i still barely understand it i think what helped for me is like I would start making pasta and then that's all I would do is I would just make pasta and then I would microwave some sauce and put it on top of it or I would like just make eggs and then once the eggs were cooked then I would go make the toast and then after doing those things over and over and over again it kind of in the back of my head got more solidified just naturally oh okay this is gonna be roughly 10 minutes so you know once the water's boiled I'll go put the sauce in the microwave or whatever. And I think it's really just habit forming. So yeah. I think, and you've become a, a much better cook too. You were a good cook when I met you. Don't get me wrong. You can make sushi, which is incredible and amazing. And I still cannot do that to save my life. But you've improved a lot too since since I've met you. You know, and what's weird too is I actually used to cook a lot more. There were a couple times in my life where I cooked a fair amount. When I was, when my parents kicked me out of the house... I had no choice but to figure out how to make food because I lived, I went from uh, living in my parents' house to having a college meal plan to living in my parents' house to suddenly living on my own. I mean, they gave me four weeks to find a house, find a job, find a car. And, and I had never been on my own before and I had never had to cook for myself before. So I moved in with another friend, but very quickly I had to figure out, okay, how do you make food? But during that time, we, we cooked a lot more. I mean, I cooked a lot more, and I took part in cooking a lot more. And then for a while, when I got married the first time, we used to have food-centered parties where everybody would get together and cook. And so I cooked during those. And then a couple times since I've been on my own again, uh, you know, in between Jen and you, there were times when I cooked some. But I To show off for all the ladies. For the ladies. <laughs> but I find that for me... First of all, I'm lazy, and second of all, <laughs> if if I end up with someone who cooks really well at any point, I'm perfectly happy to let that person do that. And I will always say, like, is there anything I can do to help? Oh, you know, yeah. Can I chop stuff? Can I do whatever? And I'm ha perfectly happy to do that. But if there's someone who I don't feel passionately enough about cooking, mm -hmm. that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get in the kitchen. It, for me, it's still a chore. Right. It's still like, okay, I'll get through it, but I don't feel like doing it. Right. Whereas when I get with someone who like feels like you do, where like the kitchen is a place of you know joy and experimentation and becoming part of who you are and magic, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Then I'm like, please go go with God, my friend, <laughs> and have that time. Yeah, and I think part of that is is too because I've been lucky enough to have those experiences throughout my life where, you know, going to the grocery store was a time of love for me and my mom or me and my dad. And like every time we go to a new place, one of the first things we do is go to the grocery store to see like all the kinds of different stuff that they have that's different from ours and and all that fun stuff to actually cooking, spending time with people in the kitchen. Even it's just like, I'm going to chop some vegetables for my mom and then I'm just going to keep watching like Turner Classic movies with her while she cooks. Um, to obviously, like, actually sitting down and having a meal and eating with people. You know, I was lucky enough to actually have sit-down family meals for most of the nights that I was a kid. 
um, which was it was very 1950s. It's really cool though. I mean, yeah. the uh, most stuff about the 1950s sucked ass. The um, I think the idea of everybody eating together is still really lovely. It was wonderful because, I mean, there were times when my grandfather was a very quiet man a lot of his life and a very solitary man a lot of part, a, a lot of his life that I was alive for. So he would go out really early in the morning, um, work in the garden or work in the garage sometimes head down and get a sub sandwich for lunch from Mario come home and obviously I'm at school during this time and then he would either be still working in the garage when I got home from school or he would be in the back bedroom watching Fox News or reading um, like engineering books or stuff like that and then I would do my homework and I would go to bed and the only time we would ever really see each other is in the morning when we were eating breakfast or at night when we were having dinner or after dinner sometimes i would sneak into his room and he'd give me chocolate <laughs> yeah it's one of the so. things i really want to focus on when we move and this is not a, a case of i, I talked a, a couple weeks ago on the show about things being in stasis until we move for me and how i right. to change that this is not one of those things though it's just the fact that until we move we're going to have these sketch schedules that we have now right and when we move we're probably i mean i know i'm not going to have that schedule because i'm going to switch to working in the mornings and, and hopefully well if i work with a school district i'll also be working like seven to three probably exactly. you'll have yeah. like a normal human schedule as well so hopefully we'll get to make like we'll get to make dinner when it's not just the last task of the day before bed right uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to that. And also, when we start making new friends, I'm looking forward. In fact, some of our friends, uh, Carolee, who's uh, a listener of this show. I love Carolee. I know. She's the bomb. Uh, and she and her uh, fiancé, Chris, have already said they want to get together and cook with us. And they live just an hour away. So I'm guessing we'll be able to do that. But I really – I want I want to get better at my own appreciation of, of cooking. I should say at my own appreciation of the act of cooking because I'm a big fan – of watching things about cooking and reading about food and listening to things about food. I just haven't converted that yet into a passion actually in the kitchen. Can I give you some advice on that on the next episode? You can give me some advice right now if you want. Oh, okay. <laughs> what I would say is find the thing that you want to eat the most and then let's cook it together. Cause if we do that together and we have like that little bit of fun magic together, maybe it'll yeah. make it less of a chore. That's a great idea. Uh, I'm Jason Crane. I'm Owen Crane. And that is a brief chat for today. Uh, for the rest of this week, uh, my friend the poet Jessica Smith will be on. Uh, I'll just be talking to her on Wednesday and Thursday. And then on Friday, because Friday happens to be the first Friday in November, because it's November 1st, uh, we'll listen to her poetry. She's really just fabulous. Uh, so that's the rest of the week. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, if you want to hear uh, more stuff with Owen, which obviously all of you do, because every time Owen's on, people say, more Owen, please. And actually, today I mentioned, uh, well, today on the day we're recording, I mentioned that we had just gone to see my Aunt Linda, who was on previous episodes. And immediately there was a comment under it that said, more episodes of Aunt Linda, please. Oh, my God. She's the best. She's she's she's, a, she's my hero. Yeah, she's amazing. So anyway, let me know what you want to hear. You can email Jason at briefchat.com. You can become a member. All of that stuff. I love you. I love you, too. And I love you. A better world is possible. Please.